0: Hello, homeschool friends, and welcome to this episode of the Homeschool High School Podcast from SevenSistersHomeschool.com, brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. I'm Sabrina, and I'm here with Vicki and Kim, and we're talking about all things homeschool high school. And today, we're talking about movies as well. It's homeschool, high school.
1: And concrete, literal kind of thinking teens. Yes. And
0: the analysis of literature, because obviously those three things
1: go together,
2: right? Sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) And sometimes we want them to go together and have to help them come together. Yes. There we go. Yeah, let's...
0: um, Let's explain what we mean by literal concrete thinkers. Vicki, would you like to explain that to
1: us? Kid, all right. I think it'd be better if we gave an example. Like, ah. can any of us think of a literal thinking kid that we've had in our houses?
2: Uh, yes. Perchance? Yes, perhaps. Can Maybe you give an example? Let's see, an example. Or could we be married to one, perhaps? <laughs>
1: <laughs> like the ones that when you, when you talk about symbolism in a story, they have no idea. Like if you if you did the metaphor, like, um, you know, y- your teeth are pearls. They go, how did you do that? So, yeah, uh-huh. mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: mm-hmm. no, they're not. They're not pearls. They're just these. They look more like
1: chiclets than a pearl. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right.
0: Right. Yeah. I think motivation is a big one. You know, you say to to a kid, well, why do you think that he that he did that? And they go, I don't know. Or well, so what do you think is going to happen after the party? And they think, oh, well, yeah. I'm just going to read and find out what happened after the party. Like, <laughs> why would I sit and think about it when it's on the next
1: page? I, yep. I had one of my kids doing a writing curriculum years ago, and it had a long, long, long description of a farm and a barn and the smells and the sounds, and it was just long, long description. And the question underneath the reading was, How do you think the author could write so much detail in that description? And my son wrote, because he had a really strong hand. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) And that's really true. Yeah. Yeah. And it was so old, it was a handwritten thing. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. a
0: literal, concrete way to answer a question like that. That's not, yeah. And that's not wrong. And that's what is tricky when we're doing the analysis of literature with. Our teens, Um, it's one of those subject areas where you can't really have a whole lot of right and wrong answers. Right. It's the process of analyzing that is the point, and the answer that you, pardon me, the answer that you come to may be different for every person in the room, even if you have 25 people in the room, but if every one of them can support their answer with evidence from the text, Then it's a right answer, and that is hard for literal, concrete thinking
1: teens.
2: Oh my, because there has to be a right, right, wrong. You know, a a right, right wrong, any wrong, right. Yeah,
1: and (laughs) and sometimes it's hard for us moms because we like an answer key with the specific Mm. answer in. Oh yeah. But in inferential kind of thinking, where there's not a right or wrong answer, it's just what you process out. It's critical thinking. It's looking at perspectives. There's not a one one right right answer. Yeah, Uh (laughs) Yeah, and that that is flat out
0: painful for mm -hmm. literal thinkers. It's Mm -hmm. not that they're being difficult. And because I am so not a, I am such an abstract thinker that I get myself into all kinds of trouble. I need to be more concrete Mm -hmm. than I am. But it used to frustrate me. And I would think, you're being stubborn. You think you're funny. You're being snarky. Until I had more time with more literal, concrete thinkers and realized, oh, my, they're really not trying to push my buttons. They really do not understand the question I'm asking because Mm -hmm. it's way too fluffy and vague and out there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, um, interestingly, you're talking about answer keys. Yeah. When um, I've written a lot of literature guides that you can find at sevensistershomeschool.com. And in all of those, we have answer keys or almost all of them. And so many of those answers include a phrase that say, answers will vary but may include some of the following. And Mm -hmm. then there's a list of possible things that would Mm -hmm. often be Mm -hmm. something a kid would come up with. But yeah, creating an answer key for a literature study guide is a tricky thing when you've moved beyond the comprehension piece, and now you're to the analysis piece, which is where our
1: teens need to go. So comprehension is, did you read and understand what happened? The plot, and so, the
2: characters, those, those yeah, sort of things. Yeah,
1: and, and that can be hard sometimes. Some mm-hmm. stories are kind of dense, but the inference is really tricky. And, and part of that's developmental, too. Like the, the kids who haven't hit metacognition, which they'll learn about if they take a human development course. Yes, mm-hmm. metacognition is a fun part of the human development Absolutely. course. So, where, where they can think about what they're thinking about. They can take different perspectives. They can understand metaphors and symbolism in a different sort of way than they could when they were elementary age. Mm -hmm. And that
0: typically happens, what, sometime in adolescence-ish?
1: It varies, but a lot of times by 16, a lot of kids have got it. But some of them grow up, and they're still concrete, and they make great Concrete, yeah, and, uh, yeah right, accountants, you know, where life needs to be black and white. Yeah, mm-hmm. So Absolutely. the rest of us who like to read poetry, we can't be accountants. So, so there's different giftings. <laughs> Nevertheless, they still have to learn inferential thinking because that's part of being in high school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So some of the things that we have found to be helpful for mm-hmm. um, building that skill set and also building confidence in using those skills. Mm -hmm. Because this is probably, for a literal thinker, this type of conversation, this type of writing is never going to feel natural. It's always going to be, I am deciding to do this because this was the assignment. But practicing that a bunch of times and doing it in a friendly environment where you're not going to get slammed for the fact that your answers were okay. They weren't, like, super deeply layered. You know, that when we do co-op classes, there's always one or two kids who are super concrete. And we'll have a discussion, and they will contribute. They will have done their homework. They will have come up with something. And then one of my vague, abstract, conceptual kids <laughs> will go off on this thing, and they'll be alluding to this and that, and they'll be tying in everything that they've ever thought about or read. And they'll finish, and the literal kid will go, okay, I didn't see any of that. Yeah. <laughs> and that's okay. Yeah. Like you've got, we've got to make it safe for them. to. You didn't have to see all of that. right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What you saw was good. You backed it up with support from the text. Good job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't have to be out there with fluffy, fluffy over here. You yeah. know? Um, and that's one of you. the
2: beauties of doing it in a co-op is we gain an appreciation for one another's strengths and, and areas that are not as developed or that just are not part of our makeup. And so we learn, like, wow, okay, so I see it this way, but somebody else sees it completely different. And both are valid ways of seeing this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Somebody else is seeing more or from a different angle. And what a valuable life skill that is.
1: Yeah, and how to to listen with respect to each other, no matter Mm -hmm. what kind of thinker they are. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. So um, we have a fairly new piece of curriculum at sevensistershomeschool.com. I am very partial to it because I wrote it and because I've had so much fun teaching it. And this is a Cinema Studies for Literature Learning curriculum and the kids love it the kids
2: love it and And I can totally validate that because I teach in the room across the hall from Sabrina (laughs) when she's teaching it and they are always laughing and cheering it sounds like (laughs) so much fun my kids want to leave my class and go to hers
0: (laughs) (laughs) some of the time they're just laughing at me because I've done something Ah. stupid (laughs) some of the time it's the curriculum Um, and we've found it to be particularly helpful for a lot of our literal and concrete thinker kids who find the analysis part of literature learning in high school to be really challenging and exhausting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so part of what is nice about doing that, you know, a story is a story. And so a story in a movie, in a well-written screenplay. In a
1: well-written screenplay. Because
0: mm-hmm. just like all books are really not worth our time for literary analysis, <laughs> yes. all movies are most definitely not worth our time for literary analysis.
1: But some definitely
0: are. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And for those that are... A well-written screenplay shows itself on the screen in, at most, two and a half to three hours. And in most Mm -hmm. cases, just under two hours. So for a kid who comprehends just fine when they read, but the analysis piece is really a stretch.
2: Mm -hmm. It's really tough. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Then um, you're you're taking that how many hours they're going to spend reading this book, and you're condensing it down to, okay, let's focus for two hours really hard on this story and analyze it. And then you can take a breath, and you can mm-hmm. go, and you can read some books, but you don't have to do literature analysis for every title that you read
1: right? Anyway, right. in high school. Mm-hmm. But they're getting the skills in a condensed form without having to drag it out for a 300 page book
2: right it's also really helpful for those kids whose um whose imaginations are a little more challenged when they read Mm -hmm. who maybe maybe because when they're reading they're focusing on the reading and they don't have the brain space to then so what does this look like yeah Mm -hmm. or whatever but for some of them to be able to see it Mm-hmm. Really helps create a richness, and then half the time, then they want to go back and read the book because they know there's more to the book usually mm-hmm. than what was on the screen. It, it does. But help. it's, it's yeah. an intro; it's a taste. But you really have to have a study guide
1: for that for a concrete thinker. They're not going to watch a movie and no. go, "Oh, I wonder what the symbolism or oh, what yeah. is yeah. what was going." on. So, what what do the study guides have in them that helps draw that out? Or the you know, for the kids to think about.
0: Right. Well, first of all, the the study guide has a here's what our focus is going to be statement that is actually phrased Mm -hmm. that way. Just Mm -hmm. so you know, here's what you're focusing on. Mm -hmm. And so each study guide has been set up to to. Zoom in on um, that was like a little movie term. <laughs> See what I did <laughs> there? Zoom in. Yeah, that was great. Um, that was totally unintentional, but <laughs> yeah. So we're going to zoom in on on this, and there are lots of other things present in this story. But here's what we're gonna we're just we're not gonna overload you by look, looking for every meaningful piece there. So for this story, there's so much on the theme of prejudice, and there's a whole lot about character motivation. So those are the two things we're going to look at. So. All of these questions are going to be pointing you toward noticing the idea that runs through the whole story, the theme of prejudice, and the individual motivating forces for each of the main characters. And there may be lots of wonderful settings Mm -hmm. in the movie Mm -hmm. and there may be lots of um fabulous symbols or you know extended metaphor we're just not going to talk about that this time through we're going to focus on this
1: so each film each study guide that's in that series has a different focus yes well uh, there are a few that end up having the same because you need practice you know Mm -hmm. more than Mm
0: -hmm. once on something but yeah, there's a blog post at sevensistershomeschool.com if you just go to the blog and search for Cinema Studies. Um, the introductory post it lists all of the literary devices or elements that are pulled out in the Cinema Studies um, bundle. So how, how many year. films are in the bundle? There are 15? 16? A whole Oh, <laughs> that's a number. And I'm not good at numbers. A whole it's bunch either 15 or 16. It's enough for a whole year. There we go. And they're they're designed to each film takes two weeks. So you watch the movie once with the study guide in front of you and you pause it and you answer questions as you go. And then ideally you talk to someone else who has seen the movie, too. So mm-hmm. it's wonderful for a family to watch it together or for you to watch it with friends or in a co-op. And you discuss a little bit about it. And you let it percolate in your brain. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then a week later, you watch the movie a second time. And now you have those ideas kind of wired into your brain. And when you've watched it the second time, you're ready to write about it. And so you write an essay or a personal response paper based on writing prompts that are in the guide that help you then articulate what you've been thinking about. For the last week,
1: what are some of your favorite movies that are in that series? Oh
0: wow, let's see. Well, Twelve Angry Men is in there, which is just mm-hmm. tremendous. That's the the jury uh, with Henry yeah, Fonda, yeah. and it's it's so um, such a, a great way to examine motivation. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's a favorite. Um, Rudy is in there, which is a fun story. I love that movie. Yes. That's a sweet movie. And that deals with composite characters and um, it deals with um, it deals with motivation and it deals with the idea of what is the difference between a, a documentary and a um, representation of a real set of events and then a story inspired by something and, and it gets into that whole that whole question. Um, So that's a favorite, Um, Moby Dick, Gregory Peck, Moby Dick uh, is in there. That it's so much better to watch symbolism. the movie than read the book. Oh my, oh, yeah, <laughs> yes, you get to skip all the long passages that describe the details of rendering blubber, because
2: there's a lot
0: of details about <laughs> rendering entire blubber. Entire chapters on rendering book.
2: blubber, like oh my goodness. And perhaps uh, we don't consider that a valuable use of our time in
0: this <laughs> era of life. But yeah, lots and lots of symbols in mm. in Moby Dick, and lots of uh, dramatic
1: irony. Mm. Good one in mm-hmm. Moby Dick, also.
0: So, yeah.
1: So it's a mixture of serious and more heartwarming. Cause Absolutely. Rudy's definitely heartwarming. Rudy's definitely heartwarming. And we have, um we have the George C. Scott Christmas
0: Carol in there, which oh. is just squishy, mm-hmm. wonderfulness. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, there are there are even some that are just silly and ridiculous. We have um, screwball comedies like What's Up, Doc mm. is in there. Is that in there? And it introduces so juxtaposition and uh-huh. it introduces the the power of screwball mm-hmm. comedies for social commentary and mm-hmm. for um, cultural. Uh, Impact and change. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so, yeah, so these are are the real ideas Mm -hmm. being examined, but in really fun ways. That's awesome. Yeah. We have a good time with it. So if if you've got a kid who tends toward the literal end Mm -hmm. of things and who is a perfectly competent reader but who gets a little choked with the I need to read it and analyze it and write about it all at the same time, and there's 10 hours of reading that go into this particular yeah, title. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing to consider is try some of that analysis mm-hmm. through movies and then have them read too. They need to read books mm-hmm. as well.
1: Right. But but they can, for a year, count some of these movies as their books, as literature for their high school English credit because they are learning the themes and the inference and the, the, the analysis that's required for an English credit. And then they're writing in response to it, and
0: yeah. so you can use some of those essays and personal response mm-hmm. papers as a part of what is building the yeah the writing side of
1: the yeah. language
0: arts credit, which is that big monster credit.
1: Really does give literal thinkers a chance to ease into the, the developmental process of, of inference.
2: Yeah, I was just gonna make that point. It's a really nice way to for <clears throat> excuse me folks, um, for for students for whom literary analysis is a little daunting. And especially if reading is also daunting too, mm-hmm. or if just their time schedule is daunting. Yeah, it might be a student that reads really well and easily, and that's not at all an mm-hmm. issue. But they might be overwhelmed with some really heavy, high caliber courses in mm-hmm. other areas, in science and math. They might be a kid that's a um, you know a gymnast who's traveling right. all over mm-hmm. the place for competitions or whatever, and this is a nice way. You can watch movies in the car. You can, you know, if you're car schooling, all those kinds of things. So it's mm-hmm. it's a good it's a good intro. Whether it's lifestyle needs or just this is hard for my brain. So movies can be a friendlier um, a friendlier way to tiptoe into those waters. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. So if it's something you're considering doing, shameless plug. Go to sevensistershomeschool.com <laughs> in the e store. You can get Cinema Studies for Literature Learning. Which is an entire year, or you can just get an individual guide for a movie that interests you. Mm-hmm.
1: So that's a nice thing to do in the bleak midwinter. Oh my! Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, just you know, you grab a, a guide. Something. Yep. Yeah. Do mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. nice. something different and fun. Nice mm-hmm. thing to have a few of those in your back pocket. We had talked a few podcasts ago about when mom's sick uh, or things kind of go a little haywire. This is a great thing. Even if you're yeah. not doing the whole curriculum, have a couple of those around ready so that you can just go, "Hey, you know what? We need to change a pace." Yeah. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So consider it,
0: and and consider that everybody's brain works the way everybody's brain works. And if you are not a literal or concrete thinker, and you have a kid who is, remember that while sometimes your teen is being snarky or Sometimes, Sometimes yeah. Sometimes your teen is not being snarky and mm-hmm. stubborn, and is really seeing things in a very different way, and um, that's that's good for moms too. Yes, because we have to be flexible and think and come at things from a different angle, and it it makes us better people too. Indeed. Yeah. So yeah, we can all learn together. So I think that that is what we have for you on this topic, and we would love to hear what goes on with literal thinkers in your homeschool because um, it's it's much better when we share our stories with each other and we learn from what's happening in all sorts of homeschool settings. We,
1: we love literal
0: thinker stories. They tend
1: to be really fun stories. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so yeah. people could share those stories with us at the Homeschool High School podcast Facebook page
2: mm-hmm.
1: or mm-hmm. Seven Sisters Homeschool's Facebook page or at sevensistershomeschool.com. Yeah. Indeed. Share your stories, because we
0: all do well when we learn together. Yeah. So thank you for joining us, and we look forward to spending more time with you here on the Homeschool High School podcast from 7sistershomeschool.com, brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.